This is Chapter Ten of A Horse's Tale by Mark Twain. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. A Horse's Tale by Mark Twain, Chapter Ten. General Allison and Dorcas. Too much company for her, Mars Tom. Betwixt you and Shekels, the Colonel's wife and the Sid. The Sid. Oh, I remember the Raven and mrs captain marsh and famine and pestilence the baby coyotes and sour mash and her pups and sardanapalus and her kittens hang these names she gives the creatures they warp my jaw and potter you all sitting around in the house and soldier boy at the window the entire time it's a wonder to me she comes along as well as she does she you want her all to yourself you stingy old thing mars tom you know better it's too much company and then the idea of her receiving reports all the time from her officers and acting upon them and giving orders the same as if she was well it ain't good for her and the surgeon don't like it and tried to persuade her not to and couldn't and when he ordered her she was that outraged and indignant and was very severe on him and accused him of insubordination and said it didn't become him to give orders to an officer of her rank well he saw he had excited her more and done more harm than all the rest put together so he was vexed at himself and wished he had kept still doctors don't know much and that's a fact she's too much interested in things she ought to rest more she's all the time sending messages to bb and to soldiers and injuns and what not and to the animals to the animals yes sir who carries them sometimes potter but mostly it's shekels now come who can find fault with such pretty make-believe as that but it ain't make-believe mars tom she does send them yes i don't doubt that part of it do you doubt they get them sir certainly don't you no sir animals talk to one another i know it perfectly well mars tom and i ain't saying it by guess what a curious superstition it ain't a superstition mars tom look at that shekels look at him now is he listening or ain't he now you see he's turned his head away it's because he was caught caught in the act i'll ask you could a christian look any more ashamed than what he looks now lay down you see he was going to sneak out don't tell me mars tom if animals don't talk i miss my guess and shekels is the worst he goes and tells the animals everything that happens in the officers quarters and if he's short of facts he invents them he hasn't any more principle than a blue jay and as for morals he's empty look at him now look at him grovel he knows what i'm saying and he knows it's the truth you see yourself that he can feel shame it's the only virtue he's got it's wonderful how they find out everything that's going on the animals they do you really believe they do dorcas i don't only just believe it mars tom i know it day before yesterday they knew something was going to happen they were that excited and whispering around together why anybody could see that they but my i must get back to her and i haven't got to my errand yet what is it dorcas well it's two or three things one is the doctor don't salute when he comes. Now, Mars Tom, it ain't anything to laugh at, and so—well, then, forgive me. I didn't mean to laugh. I got caught unprepared. You see, she don't want to hurt the doctor's feelings, so she don't say anything to him about it. But she is always polite herself, and it hurts that kind of for people to be rude to them. 
I'll have that doctor hanged. Why, Tom, she don't want him hanged. She, well, then, I'll have him boiled in oil. But she don't want him boiled. I, oh, very well, very well. I only want to please her. I'll have him skinned. Why, she don't want him skinned. It would break her heart. Now, woman, this is perfectly unreasonable. What in the nation does she want? Mas Tom, if you would only be a little patient and not fly off the handle at the least little thing, why, she only wants you to speak to him. Speak to him? Well, upon my word, all this unseemly rage and row about such a, uh, Dorcas, I never saw you carry on like this before. You have alarmed the sentry. He thinks I am being assassinated. He thinks there's a mutiny, a revolt, an insurrection. He must, Tom. You were just putting on. You know it perfectly well. I don't know what makes you act like that, but you always did, even when you was little. And you can't get over it, I reckon. Are you over it now, Mars Tom? Oh, well, yes. But it would try anybody to be doing the best he could, offering every kindness he could think of, only to have it rejected with contumely and— Oh, well, let it go. It's no matter. I'll talk to the doctor. Is that satisfactory, or are you going to break out again? Yes, sir, it is. And it's only right to talk to him, too, because it's just as she says. She's trying to keep up discipline in the rangers, and this insubordination of his is a bad example for them. Now, ain't it so, Mars Tom? Well, there is reason in it. I can't deny it. So I will speak to him, though at bottom, I think— Hanging would be more lasting. What is the rest of your errand, Dorcas? Of course, her room is Ranger headquarters now, Mars Tom, while she's sick. Well, soldiers of the cavalry and the dragoons that are off duty come and get her sentries to let them relieve them and serve in their place. It's only out of affection, sir, and because they know military honors please her, and please the children, too, for her sake. And they don't bring their muskets, and so— I've noticed them there— but didn't twig the idea. They are standing guard, are they? Yes, sir, and she is afraid you will reprove them and hurt their feelings if you see them there. So she begs if, uh, if you don't mind coming in the back way. Bear me up, Dorcas. Uh, don't let me faint. There, uh, sit up and behave, Mars Tom. You are not going to faint. You are only pretending. You used to act just so when you was little. It does seem a long time for you to get grown up. Dorcas, the way the child is progressing, I shall be out of my job before long. She'll have the whole post in her hands. I must make a stand. I must not go down without a struggle. These encroachments—Dorcas, what do you think she will think of next? Mars Tom, she don't mean any harm. Are you sure of it? Yes, Mars Tom. You feel sure she has no ulterior designs? I don't know what that is, Mars Tom, but I know she hasn't. Very well, then. For the present, I am satisfied. What else have you come about? I reckon I better tell you the whole thing first, Mars Tom, then tell you what she wants. There's been an emeute, as she calls it. It was before she got back with Bibi. The officer of the day reported it to her this morning. It happened at her fort. There was a fuss betwixt Major General Tommy Drake and Lieutenant Colonel Agnes Frisby, and he snatched her doll away, which is made of white kid stuffed with sawdust, and tore every rag of its clothes off right before them all, and is under arrest, and the charge is conduct un 
yes i know conduct unbecoming an officer and a gentleman a plain case too it seems to me this is a serious matter well what is her pleasure well mars tom she has summoned a court-martial but the doctor don't think she is well enough to preside over it and she says there ain't anybody competent but her because there's a major general concerned and so she she well she says would you preside over it for her mars tom sit up you ain't any more going to faint than shekels is look here dorcas go along back and be tactful be persuasive don't fret her tell her it's all right the matter is in my hands but it isn't good form to hurry so grave a matter as this explain to her that we have to go by precedence and that i believe this one to be new in fact you can say i know that nothing just like it has happened in our army therefore i must be guided by european precedents and must go cautiously and examine them carefully tell her not to be impatient it will take me several days but it will all come out right and i will come over and report progress as i go along do you get the idea dorcas i don't know as i do sir well it's this you see it won't ever do for me a brigadier in the regular army to preside over that infant court-martial there isn't any precedent for it don't you see very well i will go on examining authorities and reporting progress until she is well enough to get me out of this scrape by presiding herself do you get it now oh yes sir i get it and it's good i'll go and fix it with her lay down and stay where you are why what harm is he doing oh it ain't any harm but it just vexes me to see him act so what was he doing can't you see and him in such a sweat he was starting out to spread it all over the post now i reckon you won't deny any more that they go and tell everything they hear now that you've seen it with your own eyes well i don't like to acknowledge it dorcas but i don't see how i can consistently stick to my doubts in the face of such overwhelming proof as this dog is furnishing there now you've got it in your right mind at last i wonder you can be so stubborn mars tom but you always was even when you was little i'm going now look here tell her that in view of the delay it is my judgment that she ought to enlarge the accused on his parole yes sir i'll tell her mars tom well she can't get to soldier boy and he stands there all the time down in the mouth and lonesome and she says will you shake hands with him and comfort him everybody does it's a curious kind of lonesomeness but all right i will end of chapter ten